have what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and this is going to be a great show. I am so excited about this show, and you will be too. As you all know, I'm a woman living with epilepsy um, and chair of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation. And folks, get ready to rock and roll. That's what I have to tell you, because we have a CEO new CEO coming in that I know is going to take us way into the future. Really, it is a blessing to all of us that we were able to steal him and recruit him. And I am very proud to announce to all of you that the CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation is Rich Dennis. And Rich, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joyce. Um, I'm very, very happy to be here today. Well, Rich, I know that our listeners everywhere, and by the way, listeners, eight years now we've been on the air. It is because of you that this show has been so successful. And before we start, I have to send a special greetings to Yoshiko. Yoshiko, you know we love you, and we'll look forward to seeing you at the National Walk. Uh, but, Rich, for our listeners, how did you first become involved in the world of epilepsy? Well, that, that's a great question. Uh, my first responsive ac- uh, answer to you, Joyce, is by mistake, to be honest with you. I, um, I'd spent my entire career uh, since graduating college in the pharmaceutical industry and um, had had a nice progressive career uh, in that side of life, uh, both here in the U.S. and, and overseas. And in 2004, uh, I joined a pharmaceutical company by the name of UCB and was asked to come and head up the neurological business uh, unit that existed there that had been recently formed. And the main uh, area of focus in that particular business was epilepsy. So knowing nothing about epilepsy, the first thing I did was started reading everything I could possibly get my hands on. And uh, the first thing I realized is that epilepsy is an extremely complicated topic, and uh, both from an anatomy standpoint in the brain, but also when you start to understand the world that people that deal with epilepsy have to live in, you understand how uncertain that world can be and the anxiety that that comes with it. So for the last seven years, I have pretty much spent every day of my life uh, doing uh, work that is directed solely at trying to make the lives better for people that deal with epilepsy. Well, I know you had an absolutely remarkable career at UCB, um, and, and, you know, we think so highly of them, but I would be lying if I didn't say that I know we now have recruited their star quarterback. (laughs) So I'm glad we have you with us. And, Rich, I assume from you being in the 
world of pharmaceuticals, you probably also then met with many families or soft families with children with epilepsy going through all of this. You know, it, it's the thing that has, has you know, has st- basically stolen my heart, if you will. Um, I did. I met a lot of people with epilepsy, patients, caregivers, um, parents, and sons and daughters, quite frankly, that were caring for their parents that, that have epilepsy. And it, it was that connection, Joyce, that, that really transitioned the entire way that I ran that business from focusing on, you know, your daily sales and how many, you know, pills you sold or what your market share was. We became a patient-centric company. And, and you know, we adopted the tagline of the epilepsy company, and, and many thought that that would be a risk because they didn't think that we would be able to earn that title. But my feeling was when you put a stake in the ground and you inspire your team, and you get folks to realize that they can make a difference in the lives of people that deal with epilepsy every day, uh, they will jump on board and, and they will have an, an, uh, you know, an, an intangible passion to do bigger and better things, and that's what happened. And, and I will tell you that we did transition our mindset from worrying about the traditional business parameters and, and, and things that people worry about to really focusing on putting together very high-quality programs and services for patients, both on our own in conjunction with the Epilepsy Foundation. And I'll tell you, it became the greatest experience I've had so far in my adult life. Well, until you, now, now that you've joined us, get right. ready for an <laughs> even better experience. But you at go. UCB, and I know they are known as the, uh, as you said, the Epilepsy Company, uh, what are the drugs that you worked with there? The main drug that uh, that I dealt with on a daily basis was a an anti-epileptic drug called Keppra, and uh, Keppra is is an amazing drug that has changed the lives of many people for the better. Uh, certainly, it's not for everybody, but um, we were very proud of of the fact that we had a very very good molecule, but we also had, I think, the most passionate, caring employee base uh, of any company in the industry, and I think that actually it went very much against what many companies, you know, think about and do in the way they operate, and um, I think the results spoke for themselves, and, and people were inspired, and I think the greatest thing, Joyce, the greatest symbol of proof of that is the amount of volunteer time and, and time above and beyond and donation, uh, you know, uh, uh, monies and whatnot that our employee base devoted to causes related to epilepsy, and I, I was very, very proud that they wanted to go above and beyond on their own. Nobody told these folks to do this, but they were. And, and I think that that was a sign of the commitment, that they got it. And, and you know, basically it's foundation. If we can get more and more people to get it, I think that we will continue to do great things. You know, I've noticed, as you well know, that there are many children that have epilepsy, but there are many children that grow out of it, you know, that have it when they're maybe an infant, um, and then they grow out of it, although, of course, there are children that have hundreds of seizures a day and they don't grow out of it, uh, which is why epilepsy is such an unusual spectrum. But for those that do, you know, I, I've noticed several of those children are on Keppra. Is there a reason for that? I mean, is it used more with children or is it just so happened that's the drug that person, doctor's using? I think at the time when when so many people were put on on that particular product that uh, it was just seen as a you know is a good first agent actually a good second agent because um, it it did not have the indication for monotherapy it was always a a very very good 
first choice as an add-on agent uh, for anybody with epilepsy. And, and the reason I think so many kids were put on it at the time is because it had an indication all the way down to six months of age. And, and so, you know, physicians felt very comfortable that the research had been done to justify putting uh, putting children on it. But, you know, I, I always loved hearing the stories about, you know, how basically Keppra or really, quite frankly, any other product uh, stopped seizures and people had not had a seizure in a long, long time. And, and I'm talking about folks that were having many a day, uh, multiple seizures every week. And, and, you know, nothing is better than to hear the patient themselves or the parent of the patient, um, you know, tell you that they're, they're seizure-free. And, and, you know, they will quote the last time they had one, but any of these meds, if they can get somebody to stop having seizures and let them live a better life than than they've done some great things and we were proud of what Kepper did you know for so many people with epilepsy yes i have a saying about that with the seizures and that's saying even one seizure a year is too many and i should know since i you know recently had a seizure and i'm going to tell you that when i think about children and adults that have many a day or many a week, it is just hard to envision because I know what it's like. So I'm glad at the Epilepsy Foundation that we are working to move forward in research as well as providing quality of life for people with epilepsy so that we can continue to work to help people and to stop seizures. Uh, Amen. Well, Rich, Rich, <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, I wanted to ask you if... You had to describe your leadership style. So here you are in this new position uh, as CEO at a very major not-for-profit. How would you describe your leadership style? Well, I, I would say first, you know, I strive to, to be as collaborative uh, as I can possibly be. Um, I, I basically try to always maintain an open-door policy, and, and I always have a rule, Joyce, and you'll appreciate this. I tell anybody that's on my team or any colleague I work with, you can say anything you want to me. Um, you don't have to hold back. You don't have to be shy. I just ask that you're polite because I have to deal with enough other stuff throughout a day. So be open with me and tell me what's on your mind. And, and if, if there's something bothering you, bring me, bring me the issue. But the, the one exchange thing that I'm going to ask for is that if you're going to bring me something that you feel needs to be fixed, help me you know, with at least a recommended solution. And that solution may never be you know, ultimately what we do, but at least it gets the conversation started. Um, I, I've always been somebody who's been able to assess a situation, I think, fairly realistically, uh, think very big in terms of how we can take the current environment and make it better, and then and then put forward a vision to the organization that I'm leading and, and inspire people to uh, follow that vision. And, you know, it's really done, I think, in, in a very practical manner. But when you respect every single colleague you work with, uh, when you get to know them and you know who they are and, and you know something, a thing or two or three or four about them, uh, it resonates very well. And it's not, I don't do that just because I want to accomplish, you know, my, my vision and, and succeed in business. I do it because it's the right thing to do. And, and I guess as I've told you in past conversations, my mother raised me well. So, um, collaborative, I think, would be a good way to describe it. Very, very team-oriented. Uh, I'm somebody who appreciates the contributions of everybody um, that is engaged and committed to the to the mission. Um, I don't care what level you are in the organization. And I, I do believe that I'm somebody who can sort of sift through the situation and put a vision out there that inspires the team to go do great things and, and take an organization, regardless of what it is, and make it better. 
And that I know you will. I will say that you are an excellent listener because you have remembered everything I told you about your favorite team, the Penguins. (laughs) Well, (laughs) as you know, as you know, it's my new favorite team because I am a St. Louis native and, uh, I'm still praying for someday for the St. Louis Blues to win the Stanley Cup. But the, the Penguins, I don't have any dramas with them. I've gotten over Sidney Crosby scoring the winning goal for Canada in the Olympics, and I'm okay <laughs> with the Penguins now. It's all good. And just so you all know, he has a past as a hockey player. So if we don't get Sidney Crosby back, we could just have you try out there, Rich. Yeah, I don't think I'm quite as fast as him, but um, I, I still can skate. But I, I think that I would look awfully foolish <laughs> out there. You know, even with a uniform that has a penguin on the front of it, I still think I'd look foolish. Well, we'll keep you right where you are because <laughs> that's where you're going to score the most goals. That's where you're going to make a change for all people living with epilepsy. And if you're listening to the show right now, we are talking to Rich Dennis the new CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation. Now you're hearing it from me. Keep your eyes on him because you're going to see changes in America for people living with epilepsy and other disabilities. You can count on that. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at Voice America. Don't you dare go away. We'll be right back with Rich Dennis. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-472. 
5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. If you did just join us, you're in for a real treat today because we are talking to the new CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation, Rich Dennis. And Rich, I am amazed with how much you've already done uh, in such a very few weeks short time period. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, over the next six months, what are some of your goals? Well, you know, it, it starts uh, from day one, and, and I think the first, you know, couple, three months overall, my, my goal, Joyce, is to not be in the office as much as I am in the offices of our affiliates. Um, I'm out talking to them, uh, understanding what their challenges are, because we have 50 affiliates around the country. And, you know, one of the challenges that I will have is doing my best to support uh, all 50 affiliates in whatever possible way we can here from the national office. But before I can support them, I need to get out and listen to them. And so that process has already started. I've become basically a, uh, a road warrior with regards to trying to see uh, at least half of our affiliates in the first 60 days. And that means personally walking through their doors and sitting down with them and listening to what they have to say about the good or, or quite frankly, what they would like to see done differently or changed within the Epilepsy Foundation so that they can operate better and so that they can provide better services to people that deal with epilepsy in their areas and their communities. Um, I'm also dealing a lot with other organizations that uh, that are focused on epilepsy. You know, the Epilepsy Foundation, while it might be the best known, is not the only organization that deals uh, in the realm of epilepsy. There are other ones that focus on research, um, others that focus on education either via the Internet or, or in other ways. And I think that there is a lot of opportunity for us all to synergize our efforts on behalf of, of speaking as one voice, you know, in epilepsy. And, and I believe that there's a lot that we can do there. The beauty with my background that we talked about in the first segment is that I know all of these people already. And so when I call them, they know who I am. Uh, they know what my commitment to epilepsy has been and what it continues to be. And I look forward to building bridges with them. So the first six months, to sum it up, is going to be a lot of listening uh, to our own colleagues throughout the country, listening to patients and uh, healthcare providers that I've known for a long, long time that have, have you know, really, really put their hearts and souls uh, behind epilepsy and, of course, you know, trying to, to build synergistic bridges as best as we possibly can in the shortest time that we possibly can with other organizations that also deal uh, with epilepsy. And I think that is a great idea. As a matter of fact, uh, we have had the founder of Cure, Susan Axelrod, on this show uh, talking about how she became involved with epilepsy and actually replayed the show due to popular request. Uh, but I believe we all have to work together to see a big change. So I agree with you, and I think that's, I know you know all of the uh, players, so that's advantageous to us that you already know all of these people. And, you know, I, they're, they're all friends of mine, um, and they're all completely committed to doing the right thing, which makes this, I think, a very, very pleasurable challenge. It'll be a challenge nonetheless because everybody's busy, but uh, there is not a single person I've talked to uh, in any of these other organizations or a single epileptologist throughout the United States that I haven't talked to that believes that we can synergize more and do things better. And uh, I think what it takes is, 
is the right spirit of leadership to begin to get folks to talk about, you know, how we can do that. And Susan is uh, somebody I have respected and known for many years. And, you know, I will look very, very forward to sitting down and visiting with Susan and, and having that exact conversation. Yeah, well, that's right. And she's definitely um, been able to get, you know, the PR to get epilepsy. I never thought I would see the word epilepsy on the cover of Newsweek. So, you know, I agree with you. I know exactly what you mean. Well, I have so, to tell Rich, you a quick story on them. My mother in St. Louis called me, Joyce, and said to me, you know, epilepsy is featured on the cover of Newsweek. And then, and then she talked about the Parade magazine article with Susan, and she said, you know, there's, there's a lady on the cover of Parade, and her name is Susan Axelrod. I, I had to cut my mom off, God love her, and say, yeah, Mom, I, I know who she is, and I've been a friend of hers for a few years now. And my mother was so proud that I actually knew Susan and her daughter. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. The PR has been absolutely fantastic. And, and, you know, just think of what more we can do. Right. So much more. Well, we have a pretty big event coming up uh, at the end of March on the 27th, and that is the National Epilepsy Walk, uh, which I'm sure you're very excited about, so I thought I'd allow you to talk about it for a few minutes. Well, I appreciate that, Joyce, because this walk uh, has a few you know, real goals behind it. Uh, first of all, um, you know, the walk started just a few years ago, uh, and, and really I don't think anybody within the Epilepsy Foundation, either in the national office or in the affiliates, really realized how successful and how big this walk could become. Last year we had around 5,000 walkers, and this year we expect uh, uh, clearly more than that to converge on the mall in Washington, D.C., and, and basically walk together on behalf of, of making a voice for epilepsy. Um, all of the walkers are raising money. Uh, we have several teams that are raising money as a team, and uh, it's certainly, uh, I think, an opportunity for the Epilepsy Foundation and all of the walkers to get the word out and to raise awareness around epilepsy. We're very excited about it. I think that, uh, you know, the, the greatest part about this, too, is that it's right during the cherry blossom season. Uh, the weather, we're going to knock on wood, say, and we're going to just hope that it's, it's great weather. But the greatest thing you see, and I think that you would agree with this because you've, you've been there, is that when you turn around and you see just a countless mass of people, all who are there for the same reason and who want to be there and who have smiles on their faces because they're representing something they believe in, it's a pretty awesome sight. Well, I know someone else that thinks it's an awesome sight because I think we have a caller on the line right now. Do we have a caller? I'm on, Joyce. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, you're, you know, I am your, remember, wing woman? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Steve I think Sabatini, I'm your wingman now, actually. Steve, Steve is our past chair of the National Epilepsy Foundation and one of absolutely the finest people I have ever worked with. And during my time as chair, as we had some little tumultuous times, challenging times we went through, I would not have made it without Steve. So, Steve, thank you for calling in. I bet you didn't call to talk to me, though. I appreciate those comments, uh, Joyce. Is Rich, is, was that Rich I, I've heard? I'm, I'm here, Steve. How are you? I'm good, Rich. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, well, um, hey, I just wanted to take the opportunity uh, on the air to congratulate you uh, on your appointment as CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation, and you know that uh, you can count on my support while you're in there, and I know uh, everyone else is, 
is uh, behind you and very optimistic on uh, on the future now. So, uh, congratulations! It's great to have you here. I appreciate it, Steve. I I, I will echo what Joyce said. Um, I, I've known Steve for the past three years that I've I've been involved directly with the foundation, and um, there's no finer person and no more committed person on the board. So, Steve, I, you know your words mean a lot to me, and. I will be leaning on you not just uh, you know as as a sign of support, but as uh, as an advisor uh, to make sure that common sense prevails with whatever is is going through my thought process. But um, it's always been a real pleasure and honor to work with you, and I appreciate you know you calling in and saying what you said. Yeah, well, same here, same here, Rich. And again, you know, best of luck, and uh, you know anything I can do, uh, you know, um, just just uh, let me know. You got it. I definitely will take you up on it. Be careful what you offer because I may take you up on it. <laughs> no, always glad to help. Hey, Steve, did you call to tell me how you've become a Pittsburgh sports fan? Well, we've uh, we have a guaranteed um, a Super Bowl win this year, as you know, in New York. I mean, Rex has come out and already said that. So I'll have to root for Pittsburgh because they'll be the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you have the Yankees. And we have this team. I still love them. This shows you what a diehard baseball fan I am, because I don't even know if people remember there's a team called the Pittsburgh Pirates, mm-hmm. but you have the Yankees. So Yes, we do, gonna... and they always make it exciting, but, uh, you know, we fell a little short last year, but hopefully uh, they look, CC came in 25 pounds uh, lighter, so we have some, although I think Jabba took, uh, took the extra weight, but uh, we're optimistic about them as well. Well, that's great. And, Steve, thank you so much for calling in. My pleasure, Joyce. Thank you, everybody. Right. Take Have care, a good Rich. day. All righty. Bye-bye. A great man he is, Steve Sabatini. I mean, talk about a true friend. He he probably was ready to bury his cell phone because he got so many calls from Joyce Bender. But always there, always available. He is just a tremendous, tremendous person. But anyway, back to the National Walk. It is fantastic. And, Rich, there you will be up on the stage with me. I look forward to it. Um, if I'm going to share a stage, there's nobody better to share it with than you. And, and I, I just look forward to, to seeing the crowd that we are able to, you know, to share the day with. I think it's just going to be a fantastic experience. And, you know, Joyce, the first-time walkers are always what I like to look, uh, look to and, and just get their, you know, get their facial expressions because I, I guarantee you that they'll become second- and third- and fourth-time walkers. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Let me tell you, I was so into this. Tony Quello was really the person that was behind getting this going so much. And the first year, when you know, I broke my leg. But I wouldn't <laughs> miss this, so I did it in a wheelchair. And I'm going to tell you, that walk is absolutely joyful, fantastic, historic. You know, here you are, as Rich pointed out, you know, at the Washington Mall, walking around, seeing the monument, seeing the cherry blossoms. I mean, there's just something about being in the nation's capital at this walk. Then you see all these thousands of people with epilepsy saying, I am not ashamed, here I am, Uh, children, you know, elderly people, everyone. It's just so exciting. And if you're listening to the show and you want to go to the walk, but have not yet registered, just go to epilepsyfoundation.org. That's epilepsyfoundation.org. I would love to see you there. And if you come because of this show, you have to come up and tell me. 
because then you're going to get a special gift. You get to call into one of the shows. So, and I mean, be like featured for a few minutes. So, what I'm hoping is that so many of you call and I have to do extra shows. But please come to that walk. It is phenomenal. And Rich has assured me that because he's connected above, we're going to have perfect weather, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm going to pray for it. I'll put it to you that way. If, uh, if the day is beautiful, it just will create uh, you know an amazing experience for people to come. And, and you know how the mall is on a, on a spring day, Joyce. It's just gorgeous. So I'm certainly hoping for good weather, and, and I'm hoping for you know way, way more people than we had last year to come and, and participate and, uh, and share the day. I think it's going to be fantastic. Well, let me just mention that one year it did rain, and it was muddy. And you know what impressed me the most? That all those people were still there. And still in the, as a matter of fact, Cheryl Sensenbrenner, uh, who you know, all you knows because you've heard her on my show, uh, a great disability leader and the wife of Jim Sensenbrenner, congressman, uh, she, if she's here, she always comes to the walk. She was covered in mud. I am not kidding you. So many other people were. They didn't care. They were there. They participated. And, uh, so you know what? We're going to be there no matter what. No matter what. We're going to be at that walk. And then, only a few days after that, we're going to have a fantastic gala. And isn't that on Tuesday night, Rich? Tuesday night, March 29th, here in Washington, D.C. Yes, it is. And what are you expecting that to be like, Rich? Well, you know, I, I've, I've always enjoyed going to the Epilepsy Foundation galas uh, in the past, and I think this one's going to be extra special. Um, we are going to be honoring Governor Frank Keating, who um, is now the president and CEO of the American Bankers Association and has been a longtime uh, friend of the epilepsy community. Um, the, the event itself is going to be at the National Museum of Women and the Arts uh, in Washington, D.C., and what do I expect? Well, I, first of all, I expect a good time. So I'll just, uh, I'll just tell you that right now. Uh, the gala is being labeled as boots and suits because of Governor Keating's Midwestern uh, Oklahoma, uh, you know, background. And, you know, we are looking to do something similar to what we did at the Walk Joyce in terms of trying to uh, raise awareness uh, and, and certainly raise money for uh, for epilepsy, but I think more importantly, it's, it's an opportunity to honor somebody who has done so many good things uh, in the area of epilepsy, and, and also to get uh, together with so many other people that just have a passion for doing, you know, good work in this area. And you know, typically, what we have found is that uh, the evening is always a great event, uh, filled, filled with you know a, a very nice venue and, and good friends. But the goal here is to try to uh, to raise money, uh, as most galas have that goal, uh, to support the foundation's activities and, and the things that the foundation does in terms of uh, putting out very, very high-quality programs and services and education uh, for people that need it uh, who are dealing with epilepsy. It will be so exciting. And by the way, this walk in the gala will be Rich's first debut at these big events and I can tell you, knowing him, this is going to be a lot of fun. And you can still attend. It is not too late. Um, and we're going to talk about that as soon as we come back from break. Hey, if you just joined us, this is Joyce Bender, and we're talking to Rich Dennis, the new CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation. We'll be right back from a station 
that cares about Americans with disabilities. VoiceAmerica.com. Be right back. the experts call toll free right now 1-866-472-5787 and ask our all-star team to answer your question that's 1-866-472-5787 thank you for calling voiceamerica.com Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. We are talking today to Rich Dennis the new CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation. And before I ask him a few more questions, I've got to tell you a little story. I went to Phoenix, I went out to Arizona, and I was able to then swing over to the headquarters of Voice America um, and meet several people such as Casey, you know, the producer, and they're all so nice. But I also got to meet in person not only Randy, but Michael, who does the majority of these shows, and he is even nicer in person than he is on the show, um, and just a phenomenal person. So I was so excited to meet them. Now, Rich, let's go back to this uh, walk. What can we do if you can't get there, but you want to participate? Well, I'm glad you asked that because... The, the walk is a national walk, and, and yes, it's going to be in Washington, D.C. on the mall, but if you are not able to physically walk, but you do want to support it, if you're not able to be in Washington, D.C. Uh, on the 27th, but you want to be uh, you know, a participant virtually, you can still do that. If you go on epilepsy 
foundation.org, uh, you will see the, uh, the ability to click on the walk itself, and you can register uh, as a virtual walker. Uh, the registration fee on the, uh, the website, Joyce, is $35. So for $35, if you're anywhere in the United States and you can't be in Washington, D.C., you can still participate as a virtual walker. And I promise you this. Uh, if we can get as many virtual walkers as we do, you know, physical walkers, it will make a significant difference in us achieving our goals in improving uh, everything that we do here in the foundation. Certainly, $35 can go a long way uh, in helping us, you know, deliver quality services uh, and, and deliver resources and education to people that do need it throughout the United States. And so that's how you can do it, epilepsyfoundation.org. Um, you will see the uh, the tag on the website for the walk, and if you click on that, you can become a walker either in person or virtually, and the fee to do so is, is only $35. And, you know, make sure you do that. Make sure, because every dollar helps. And, hey, I think we have another caller on the line. Uh, this is Tony Quello. Hey, Tony, how are you? <laughs> Oh, great. I understand that you have a distinguished guest today. On... <laughs> Tony, how I are do. you? I have such a distinguished guest that we're lucky he's talking to us. <laughs> I, I, I think this is the first time, Joyce, that Tony has referred to me as a distinguished guest, so I think I have accomplished something today. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rich, it's great to have you on Joyce's show, and it's uh, great that you accepted the position as CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation um uh the i think the foundation will benefit tremendously from your leadership it's exactly um what the foundation uh needed i uh some people know i've been involved with the foundation um when i first came to washington uh as a staffer clear back in 1965 and the foundation at that time uh, said that uh, they weren't uh, really interested at that point, but they would get back to me, and of course, never did. Um, then um, I tried later to get involved, and I uh, had some difficulties. And then um, uh, I got involved and aggressively at a later stage when uh, Bill Macklin was CEO, and, and then. Uh, we have worked hard uh, since then, uh, but I'm really excited about um, your uh, coming in because I think you're the type of leader that can take the Epilepsy Foundation to the next stage, and I'm really, really, uh, uh, really, really believe that and look forward to that and look forward to helping you in, in any way I can. So I just wanted to call in and, and uh, tell you that. Uh, uh, in person as such, but also to tell all of Joyce's listeners that uh, that they're hearing somebody that I think they'll hear a lot about over the next many years as a real leader in the disability community. So I'm excited. Well, thank you, Tony. I, I appreciate that very much. And, and I, I think what the listeners also need to know is that, uh, Tony, you are the reason I got involved in the Epilepsy Foundation uh, you know, a few years back, uh, although I was involved in epilepsy on the industry side, uh, I was not involved with the foundation until I met you. And um, I don't have to tell Joyce, but 
when you sit back and you look at the work that you've done, it's 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 absolutely amazing. And it's it, the thing that I'm most impressed with, and and I try to emulate a, a very similar pattern is that you do it because you believe in it. You know, you do it because it's the right thing to do. And that's why I literally left industry and stayed in the in the area of epilepsy because I believe in it and uh, and I admire everything that uh, uh, that you've done. I certainly appreciate all the words that that you just said. It's very kind of you. Thank you, Rich. And and also, you know, Rich, I know you know this, but it's because of Tony that we have that national youth leadership council and the Latino community. And I mean, because Tony really emphasize diversity, and I know how much he loves youth. And it's so funny, when I heard you saying, he's the one that got you involved, well, how do you think I got involved? <laughs> so he's good at that, is, is what you're trying to tell me. He is. He's a good recruiter. He goes out and recruits everyone across the country. Um, and, Tony, I want to tell you that this morning I taught high school students with disabilities about the world of work, and I passed around the Bender calendar, and I said, okay, this is a test. Who's this man? And this student raised her hand and said, that man's the man that made it possible for us to be here because he wrote the Americans with Disabilities Act. That's there, nice. there you are. That's very nice. I mean, yes, uh, there you are, history in the making. Yeah, if um, there's it, one thing I want to be known for, that's a great thing to be known for. So that's, that's very nice. Yes, you mean to be on the uh, calendar? No, to be on the calendar. No, I'm not going to say it. There are, uh, there are lots of things that people say about you, but that's one thing that uh, I'm very proud of. So um, I should tell the two of you, as, as the president and CEO and as chairman of the board, I was at a uh, corporate board meeting yesterday, and uh, I talked about the Epilepsy Foundation Gala and sold a table for you. So, um, Oh, fantastic. So We, we greatly an- appreciate that. When's your next board meeting, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> so we have another table. Um, I'm trying to call Gary Berg to give him details. He hasn't. So, Gary, if you're listening, call me back because I'm going to give you the details. <laughs> Don't um, worry. We'll, we'll get the details from you, I promise. <laughs> so, and- anyway, that's that's another one. Uh, but anyway, I am very excited um, about uh, having you involved, Rich. So uh, good for you. Thanks, Tony. I, I really appreciate you calling in. Okay, thank you. Bye, hey, Joyce. Thanks, Tony. Have a great day. Okay, bye-bye. Boy, Rich, you're really pulling out the heavy hitters here. <laughs> I promise I didn't pay any of them either. That's the great thing about it. Well, you know, Tony Coelho, just as Rich mentioned, um, you know, he means the world to many of us. I know he does to me, um, and I have certainly followed in his footsteps as much as I can because I'll never be able to, you know, be Tony. He's just an international hero, but I can try to be do a little bit of what he's done. So, you know, for us at the Epilepsy Foundation, I don't know what we would have done without him. I do want to tell all of you that, Tony, it's true, Um uh, was didn't want to get involved, you know, because he's wanting to do the right thing. But boy, was he thrilled when Rich Dennis accepted this position. So, you've got quite quite a big group behind you there, Rich. Well, I you know I appreciate it, and 
I think, as I, I tried to mention, I've, I've known Tony long enough to have uh, worlds of respect for him, and his support meant, uh, meant a great deal to me. So, you know, I, it's, it's one of those things you don't want to let anybody down, uh, anybody that depends on the foundation or anybody that supported you to get here, and, and I don't really have any intention of doing that. So we have a lot of work to do, but, um, you know, uh, that keeps us busy and keeps us motivated, and, and when we make positive steps and do good things, and it shows, uh, you know, it just gets you more fired up. Okay, well, I don't do this very often, but uh, there will be no break because this show is going so fast that I'm not going to be able to ask Rich Dennis half the things I wanted to ask him. So no break until the end of the show. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask again, Rich, if someone is listening to the show right now and they heard about this gala and they want to attend or be a sponsor, can they still do that? Absolutely. Um, the gala uh, is also highlighted on the website. In fact, if you want to go to the gala, you can go to epilepsyfoundation.org backslash gala, and you'll see uh, basically the, the details for the evening honoring Governor Keating. Um, you certainly can uh, support the gala in, in a couple of ways. I mean, Tony sold a table. That's fantastic. But uh, if you can be in Washington, D.C., and you would like to uh, to attend the gala, there is an opportunity to do so, and you'll see the details on the website. And again, if you want to make a contribution um, to the gala uh, to honor uh, Governor Keating and to, to help the foundation achieve its goals uh, on that particular evening, you can do that as well. So it's, it's a little bit like the Walk Joyce, and you can, you're welcome to come live. We'd love to see you there. Uh, or uh, you, can, uh, you can go ahead and, and support uh, the evening on the 29th, um, you know, via the website. And, and either way, uh, any support at all would be tremendously appreciated by the foundation. Okay. And, and you know what? Remember what he said, because every dollar helps. Every dollar helps. So I really encourage you, you know, to make that contribution. Um, Rich, what, what do you hope after the first year, what do you hope to be some of the key things you've accomplished? Well, I, I would like to see uh, greater unity within the foundation itself. And, and I, the reason I say that, Joyce, is because I mentioned earlier we have 50 affiliates around the country, and we have one national office. And, you know, I think that there's always an opportunity to take a step back and see how strongly uh, we are representing the name of the Epilepsy Foundation as one team and one unit. Um, you know, we, uh, we've got variation around the country uh, for obvious reasons in terms of, of everything that we do. But I, I think when I say one team and, and one unit, I think sharing uh, success stories and best practices and finding ways to elevate, if you will, the name of the Epilepsy Foundation, uh, whether it's on a national basis or on a local basis, I'd like to see uh, that synergy improve dramatically over the next year because it will only do great things uh, for the foundation. I'd like to see us also uh, raise the visibility of the foundation and what we do uh, for people who deal with epilepsy. I'd like to see the visibility increase uh, dramatically. Uh, personally, I think that there's a lot more that we can do in corporate America uh, to raise awareness not only around epilepsy and, and seizures and, and, and really 
in terms of what we're talking about today, the fact that uh, people with epilepsy, um, you know, deserve every opportunity uh, to have as great a life as, as anybody who doesn't have epilepsy. So I think raising the, the awareness and, and the visibility of the foundation of what we do um, throughout the country, but also focusing on corporate America and getting their uh, support behind us, uh, I think is going to be very, very important. And then lastly, I think being very focused in terms of our overall strategic plan. You know, the question always comes in any business, what do you stand for? You know, what are the things that you really want to focus on? And I, I think that we, we need to approach that question and be able to answer that question with a unified front. And when you do that, uh, and those three or four things support the overall vision of, of what you're aspiring to become, I think you, you've got a pretty good start uh, to, to a, a strategic plan that you can execute with a very passionate uh, employee base and, and volunteer base around the country. And, and those are the things I think that in the first year, if we can begin to achieve those and make big progress towards them, I think we'll be doing some pretty good work. Well, that would be fantastic. Rich, everyone that's been on this show for the past eight years, everyone, I ask these last two questions to. And I know this one's going to be very hard to answer because obviously you have just had a most successful career. But if you had to tell me what you consider your greatest accomplishment, what would that be? Personally or professionally? Both. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I'm, I'm a proud father of two great kids. And, you know, they are now young adults. I've got an 18-year-old son named Michael and a 16-year-old daughter named Claire. And um, they are clearly my, my two proudest accomplishments, if I can be very candid with you. Um, one's a freshman in college, Michael is, and Claire's a sophomore in high school. And and uh, I, I brag about my children, Joyce, because I always say that they are trouble-free, knock on wood. And I, I just thank the good Lord that, that troubled kids skip a generation because what I put my mother through, my kids have never put their mother through. So personally, my children. I think professionally, I've been able to work around the world, and I've been able to see uh, a lot of things that I feel very lucky to to have the ability to have seen and go places that, uh, you know, I, I feel very fortunate I've, I've been able to witness. Um, but those are, those are just experiences, I think, um, uh, compared to what I have experienced over the last six or seven years. My greatest accomplishment is, is being involved in the epilepsy world uh, and building a business that succeeded in, in the field of epilepsy, not because, uh, you know, we had per se a, a typical corporate structure of sales and marketing, but because we were able to inject a level of passion into, you know, a team of several hundred people that was amazing to me. And that passion didn't always exist in its, in its form in terms of what we got it to in the very beginning. Um, that passion was built because we were able to to really try our very, very best, try our very, very best to understand uh, and listen to the world that people that deal with epilepsy live in. And, and when you do that and you do the right things, the, the ultimate reward, Joyce, for us and for me always has been remaining in contact with close friends uh, that do have epilepsy or parents of kids that have epilepsy. And when they send you things on a regular basis and update you on their progress or update you on how their lives are going. And then most importantly, you know, in terms of just being completely inspirational, when they, they thank you. They thank you for being part of their life and they, 
they acknowledge that that something you did, some small thing, made a big difference in their life. Um, those stories put together in a, a small book, and if you will, in, in terms of, of what I've been able to do in my adult life, those are my, my greatest success stories in a professional sense, and I think that they always will be. I don't think anything will ever top them. Yeah, that is fantastic. Well, listen, if you had to leave a message today with our listeners as the new CEO, what would it be? Um, here we come. Uh, keep an eye on the Epilepsy Foundation. I think that, uh, you know, there is so much that we can do uh, to get the word out about the good work that we have done and the good work that we plan to do moving forward. Um, I will tell you, and you know me, Joyce, I'm not a shy person. Um, and when I believe in something, I, I go at it full guns blazing. And I will tell you that uh, the word that I, or the, the message I'd like to give to the listeners is, is you know, how are you going to like us now? Because we are really uh, going to, I think, raise the level of awareness of the foundation and the good work that we do, and we are going to stand proudly uh, over the next year or two in terms of, of just improving so many different things uh, and building on so many good things that we've done. But uh, keep an eye out for the Epilepsy Foundation, folks, because if we, if we haven't been in your backyard, we will be, and we're going to be coming, and, and uh, you'll see the good work that we do. And uh, I just hope that, that when you recognize it that you think of perhaps this show and this conversation between Joyce and myself. Um, and if you ever want to get involved, epilepsyfoundation.org, we'd love to hear from you. That's epilepsyfoundation.org. And I have no doubt, Rich, that everything you said is going to happen. You know, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or a business leader or a disability community leader. So we're going to change the quote here today because our quote is going to be from Rich Dennis saying, look out, here we come. And that is so true. Look out. Here we come with Rich Dennis leading the way. This is Joyce Bender. Rich, thank you for being with us. And I wish you only the best in this role. Thank you, Joyce. It's, it's been great talking with you. And uh, appreciate everything that you've allowed me to say. And, and we're fired up. We, uh, we're, go, we're looking forward to a very, very successful road ahead with the Epilepsy Foundation. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Now, listen, everyone, we've got to close the show, but we will look forward to talking to you next week. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters every day of the week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. See you next Tuesday. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, Voice America.